All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. That's obviously still a classic, right? Uh, uh, I loved it. But I- I'm actually probably going to go with, um, with Kill Bill. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> what about you, Cons? Uh, I mean, I, I looked up Kung Fu movies, and I haven't seen a whole bunch. So, shocker, I'm sure. But uh, we did watch Bloodsport in oh, the movie yeah. watch a couple years ago. So I, I'll say Bloodsport. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Awesome. Well, TR, always good to have you, my man. Um, uh, good luck filming this week, and uh, we will talk to you on uh, Thursday after the uh, Oilers. They'll be setting up the Winnipeg Jets, and uh, we'll see. Will the Oilers be on a three-game winning streak? 60% of the way, TR, 60% of the way. Dare to dream to five, okay? We'll see. Hey, thanks for having me, and, uh, yeah, it's good to be an Oilers fan uh, this this time of year. Um, I'm going out right now, not that you asked, but i got to give it a plug. Uh, two guys in the show, Brandon and, and Jordan Nolan. Okay. Their father, Ted, is a legendary player and coach. Yes. Uh, and he's got a lot of interesting stories, and he just came out with a book. The boys told me about it. I'm going to have Brandon on my pod next week. I just had Jordan, and I'm going down to chapters as we speak to get a copy of Ted Nolan's new book. I think you, could, you should check it out. I've heard great things. Well, we I read it. Actually, we had Ted on the show. Uh, about a oh, month nice. ago, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ted is uh, is very interesting. He, you know, pretty uh, pretty spiritual stuff about uh, you know just importance for him and and his journey. Talked pretty openly about some things and and definitely didn't love the uh, uh, the the false rumor that had been spread about him when he was coaching. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting stuff for sure. I like the book; it's a good read. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, JJ. Thank you, Edmonton. And see you guys in just a few days. There you go. That's uh, Terry Ryan. Our Monday and Thursday. Co-host, uh, when we come back, Mark Spector, the uh, the traveling man, is uh, back in town. And, uh, hey, 
You know what? Imagine had the orders won seven to four last night. <laughs> that would have been awesome for Spec. Oh my God, we were de- we were cheering for that score in the press box just for some fun laughs. Uh, we'll talk to Spec when we return after Conman Sports fourteen forty update. Brought to you by Edmonton Kubota, and you know it's coming, so they're telling you just plan ahead. Okay. Get all your snow removal equipment that they need. They got top of the line and all the accessories to relieve your stress of snow removal at EdmontonKubota.com. This is a Sports 1440 update. Breaking news today. The Minnesota Wild have fired head coach Dean Evison and assistant coach Bob Woods. Daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli reporting that former Devils and Preds coach John Hines will be taking over on the ice tonight. You got six games just about to go in the Sens, host the Panthers, Sabres in New York today on the Rangers. The Blue Jackets host the Bruins. Later tonight, the Lightning in Colorado. Flames host the Golden Knights and the Caps in San Jose. In the NFL, Week 12 will wrap up with the NFC North rivalry. The Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. Kickoff at 6.15. You can join me at the St. Albert South location for this one for your chance to qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. In the association, Clippers taking on the Nuggets. Jazz host the Pelicans. The Lakers are in Philadelphia. The Trailblazers up against the Pacers. And the Pistons hosting the Wizards in about two minutes time. Just one game in the dub this evening. Everett in PG taking on the Cougars. That one gets going just after 8 o'clock. Coming up in Hour 4 of the Jason Greger Show, we'll be joined by Mark Spector of Rogers Sportsnet, as well as Kevin Woodley of In Goal Magazine. I'm Connor Halley. This has been a Sports 1440 update. we got a lot of votes in for uh, Best Kung Fu. Um, Billy Jack, a karate film from 1971 from uh, Barry. Crouching Tiger or uh, Enter the Dragon from uh, G. So they... Uh, be interesting to see how it goes, but I haven't seen a good uh, mixed martial arts movie in a while. See if it's uh, a new one's coming out. Just remember Steven Seagal; those are the worst. God, terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Gregor Show, Sports fourteen forty. Always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, you can get in the game. Uh, you can try boost bets if you want. Lots of different fun little things, you know, five bucks, ten bucks. Uh, nothing crazy. Stay within your limit. Uh, use your game sense. Go to gamesense.ab.ca. As it is time for the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. As uh, they got big plans for uh, next summer, their 50th year in business. And uh, I want to thank uh, all those who continue to uh, to work with them and support them. And they look for uh, a fun 2024 celebrating 50 years gs construction as uh mark specter uh joins us oh spec uh secretly i was rooting for a 7-1 score just for fun so i could say so connor do you like winning seven to four we would have seen if he had a sense of humor or not or not but still the uh the the oilers um you know a pretty dominant uh victory last night over the ducks um you know, from uh, really, I, I'm not going to say start to finish. The start was a little bit uh, back and forth. But, you know, there was lots of goals early. I think both teams, uh, Oilers scored two goals in their first three shots. The Ducks scored two goals in their first four shots. And I wouldn't necessarily blame the goalies for, for all of them. Obviously, Skinner kind of got halfway in between a move on the uh, on the second goal. But then they didn't give up much again, which is a key two games in a row. And uh, their offense spec is back um, to the level that uh, you'd expect it to be back from your star players. Yeah, they win that game just because their offense is so good, the other team can't handle it, right? They had so many guys go on. They had the puck all night. So, you know, it's sort of the 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 gist of the 
why don't you try winning seven four question is you know what maybe instead of everybody tying themselves up in knots trying to allow only one goal against get back to the old oilers go out score seven and see what happens and i think we watched that last night they went out they were just so good offensively anaheim couldn't handle it that dostal and net didn't give them a save and uh you know eight two pretty convincing win oh yeah and uh, and now they got to move forward. Uh, no question about it. Uh, you got to start beating some of the good teams, right? They beat up on the Islanders. You beat up on Seattle. You beat up on Washington and Anaheim. Good. Now uh, now you got to uh, beat up on. Uh, well, beat ups maybe too harsh of a expectation, but uh, you got to compete and start winning some of the games against the top teams. Yeah. Oh, sure. You don't get to just beat other teams. I mean, you know, I'll give them credit. Washington was nine one and one coming in. Uh, didn't play great, but, you know, they weren't a bad team. Uh, but, yes, you know, I think this is cool, actually, because, like, even a week ago, if the Oilers would have been sitting here waiting for Vegas to come in, there would have been a lot of trepidation, and there would have probably, among the fan base, and quietly among the players would have said, they might have been thinking, hmm, I don't know if we're ready for this. <laughs> we're not going so good. But now, you know, they've got a couple games. Everyone's got their confidence. The big boys are playing. The power play's cooking. Uh, now they're re- I think they'll lick their chops a little bit here and say, okay, this is we're ready for this test. I'm not here to tell you the Oilers are thinking they're going to beat Vegas for fun or anything like that, but I think they're ready to play Vegas. Let's see what happens. It's you know Edmonton's got their game to a point where I guess I'd say to you, Jay, neither of us will be absolutely surprised if they beat Vegas tomorrow. I think they're playing pretty good hockey now. Oh yeah, especially uh, considering you know Vegas a little bit banged up on the back end. Uh, also will be their third game in four nights. Uh, Order fans are hoping that maybe uh, Calgary wears them down a little bit in uh, in C-Town tonight, so uh, yeah. we shall see. Uh, what would you make of the uh, Minnesota Wild news today? Uh, Dean Evison. Well, what do you think? I mean, they it, it's, a, it's a derivation on the theme of Edmonton. They, they expect to be better. You know, it was a good team last year. I know they got $15 million in dead cap space. But they were good team last year, and they expected to be better. And you know what else is the same? Kaprizov isn't doing anything down there. Mm-hmm. And when Woodcroft got fired here, his two big boys weren't helping him out much. Um, I'm not sure how their goaltending's been. I haven't watched enough. Not good. Well, their pe- good. Their penalty you know, kill so- is 66. percent Yeah. So these are the things. What do they always say, Jay? Good. Good coaches have good goalies. <laughs> and fired coaches usually have bad goalies. So, you know, it's not much different than what happened to Jay Woodcroft. Expectations aren't being met. Good players aren't playing very well. And if the coach can't come up with a solution, they look for a new coach to get the solution. Yeah, also the one difference, like, you know, Bill Guerin never hired Dean Evison, right? He inherited him. And uh, some thought maybe he would, uh, wouldn't even last this long. So uh, maybe in that yeah. sense, we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be completely uh, shocked that uh, there is a change here. Um, you know what? Obviously, they're going to have to get going. Uh, they're in a slightly even deeper hole than the Edmonton owners, funny enough, because they're one of the few teams in the West that's behind Edmonton. And, you know, I'm curious. It is interesting, though. 200-point teams both get rid of their coach before the 20-game mark of the yeah. following season. It just doesn't happen. Uh, very often, but uh, maybe shows the pressure a little bit. Also shows, you know, people in Edmonton didn't love some of the GM moves here, and obviously some people in Minnesota question the, the buyout. Although the buyout was done a few years ago, like I, you know, they knew what they were doing. I think they were showing, hey, we're we're going to kind of be in the, in the middle a little bit, and we want to compete. And they proved they could yeah. do it last year. But let's be honest, it is harder. I don't care what anyone says. 
it's hard to compete when you're giving up 15 mil to other teams. That buyout had to happen, though, right? They had Parise and Suter who were at the end of their time there. They weren't playing very good. They were both – the culture on that team was a mess. Yeah. Right? Suter was carrying himself by all accounts like he was – he wasn't even very part of that team. It had to happen, you know, and, and I would think, I would hope that the people that said this is a good idea when it happened a couple of years ago aren't turning around now and going, what an idiot that GM is. It, there was going to be pain. There's going to be pain with that buyout. I'm here to tell you. But it was the right move then. It's still the right move now. But there's, there's, it's undeniable. $15 million in wasted cap space makes it hard to compete, boy. Oh, hundred um, <laughs> percent. What you know, with every passing day spec, the one thing you can't overlook. Like, do you think the orders will be patient enough to run December with Calvin Pickard as the backup? Well, that's a good question. There, there's some factors here. You know, I think if a if a reasonable goalie trade came up for a guy that you wanted and that you were happy with acquiring, I think he'd make the trade tomorrow. But all you're getting coming your way are guys like Morazic and Halak and, you know, other guys that you go, how good are they? Yeah. You know, I'm are bringing in better? another contract. I'm bringing in more cap space. You know, if you could get, a, if you thought that Mackenzie Blackwood, let's say, was a real good upgrade and you could get him for a decent price, I think they'd do it. So that's the first thing. That trade isn't there. It hasn't been there. Uh, the next thing is, you know, you'd, you'd love to get some value out of that $5 million contract, Jason, right? You're paying the guy, Jack Campbell. You'd love for him to just come up and be a backup and give me a start every fourth game, please. If he can't do it, you know, if he can't find his game down there, then yes, at some point the clock's going to tick out on Calvin Pickard, I would say. Maybe not. You know, maybe not, but probably. Um, sure. But – I think we're we're looking at that some version of Skinner with either Pickard or Campbell until we get a lot closer to the trade deadline, and then maybe there's a team out there that's that's out of it and has a goalie on an expiring contract, and you can make a reasonable trade. I don't think he's given up any first round picks to solve this problem right now. In fact, I know Paul's yeah. not giving up any first round picks to solve that problem right now. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't think so uh, in regards. To, I think that would be a desperation move because it's not going to be one. It's going to be two. If you want to get rid of Jack Campbell, it's probably going to cost you two during the season. You might be better off to, to just make a trade for, you know, like a sixth rounder, which is normally what you get for a goaltender, maybe a fourth and yep. uh, bring in another goalie and then just buy out Campbell in the off season. What do you make of Manny legacy? What do you make of that move and uh, them giving him permission to bring Manny's legacy in for a few hey. days? Whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes. Like, you know, if that's the guy I work with in the summer, I mean, I think we should go back and, and remember that Jack Campbell, the best we've seen him play was at the preseason. You know, he had three starts on the road against three NHL teams, like good rosters, I mean, not AHL rosters. And he was really, really good. And he had worked with Legacy, Legacy all summer. And I, listen, I'm not worried about maybe – possibly offending, you know, Sly Rodrigue, the goaltending coach in Bakersfield. If if Legacy's the Jack Campbell whisperer, oh my God, he could he can move into Campbell's house if that's all it, what it takes. Like, no yeah. problem, man. So yeah, I'm good with it. Sure.
Yeah. Why? What were you saying to that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. My, my only concern was uh, um, I had a few people reach out to me, Speck, and was like, yeah, do some digging around Columbus. And so I, it didn't sound like Legacy was did a whole bunch in Columbus, right? And I'm sorry. I just don't put much stock in the preseason games. I don't, even hey, though, sure. right, like the preseason games, I, don't, I just I don't yep. put much stock into yep. it. So if we're saying, well, man, Legacy was so good because Jack Campbell was in the preseason, like, oh, my God, yeah, how, yeah, how, how low you. is the bar that we are setting now yeah. for Jack Campbell? So, yeah, um, right, like, you're you know, right. Well, we'll have Kevin Woodley joining us next, so I'm going to get his thoughts about it. And, and and I do know, and Woodley's, like, I've talked to a lot of people, hey, a lot of guys have different, sometimes it's a different message, you know, Kevin still believes that a lot of this is mental with Jack, and so, you know, maybe, you know, just talking to a different voice or different terminology, I don't know, you know, I, I think it shows that they're trying anything, Speck, that's, a, to me, yeah. the, the, I think they're at, they're at last chance saloon right now. Spec, they're saddled up like you to the bar in Washington and just like, oh, my God, give me – what do you got on tap? Oh, you got a Madison legacy? Give me a Madison legacy uh-huh. because maybe that will somehow give solve the problem. <laughs> give me a double. Yeah. God. <laughs> hey, listen, that's clearly where we are. Yes. Right? Like this was uh, – there's no – you know, the, the jury is back. This signing was a disaster. Yeah. Right? You know, Holland, Holland – I don't even blame him as much for signing the guy as we do for signing such a poor deal. He should have signed him for two or three years mm-hmm. because I don't think anyone else wanted him. Yeah. Uh, they should have known what his issues were. You know, we, we can go back and talk about the history of that summer and how there was no goalies and, and all he had was Skinner coming back and he had to get a goalie. Like he had to get a goalie, but they messed that thing up. It's an awful sign. Now we're just trying to get, you know, a couple years of being a decent backup. I think, like let's let's play pie in the sky. This is me being my always positive rainbow looking for the positive guy here. Yeah. Let's say Skinner gets through this year and he's okay and it's a sophomore year. And you know, this is a guy with some little bit of pedigree. We think he might be okay. He's a goalie. We never know. But let's say he takes a step next year and he gets better and you go, okay. Now this guy can be a 45 game starter. You know, maybe 50 game starter. I'm throwing it out there. Now you say, well, maybe I know the Campbell contract stinks, but I'd rather have him as my backup than buy him out. Right? Buy the buyout is harsh. So now you're trying to get a little closer to the end of this deal with Campbell if you can. If Skinner gets better, maybe Campbell can give you 25 starts, 22 starts. How about that? If you can get to that point get him to the last year of his contract or even two years left before you buy him out. I think that's, that would be considered a victory around here right now. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, I don't see there's any way like, yeah, if, if you could somehow salvage him and he's a backup and your starters making 2.7 and you're like, okay, we got seven mil, then fine. Yeah. Uh, you live with it for a few years, but once Skinner's contract is up and then you're punting him okay. or buying him out for then. But yeah, that's, that's oh, you're right. Two, that's two that's years after this one spec. That is best case scenario. Right. And, yeah. um, I like to pride myself on always being positive. Yes, that's true, Speck. That's uh, you know, it, uh, you know, it's good to stay uh, consistent in uh, in your views. So that's very nice, um, Mister Positive. Uh, we will see you tomorrow um, down at the uh, at the rink. All right, I'm positive about that too, pal. <laughs> oh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet uh, joins us every day at five o'clock. Uh, when we come back, Kevin Woodley, baby, lots of goalie talk uh, next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation. YouTube presented by Play Alberta. 
Come on. Welcome back to the show. How are you? As you make your way home, please turn your lights on. Make it a great day. Uh, Kevin Woodley is going to uh, join us uh, momentarily, as he uh, always does uh, every Monday, talking uh, goaltenders, uh, which is always a hot topic. I wonder why. Wonder why. Um, we do have uh, lots of text in our Jiffy Lube inbox. 833-401-1440. Guys, spec is dead wrong. A backup will cost you $2.5 million. With a buyout, you still save cap space. You don't waste cap room on a backup. Having said that, Campbell will remain garbage the rest of the time. No game to be found. A backup's going to cost you $2.5 mil. Well, who's the backup you're going to get for two point five? million? I think there's lots you could get for less than that. Um, yeah, you could buy out uh, Campbell. So now he's one point five. So, yeah, you're saying the end you have two point five mil. Sure, it, uh, it evens it out, but it doesn't necessarily make up for the bad contract. That's all it's doing. So, um, in uh, in theory, the uh, the buyout probably uh, is the one that makes the most sense because uh, there's no signing bonus, there's no uh, bonuses, not signing, but there's no bonuses in the last three years of the uh, of the deal, which makes it uh, must much more favorable if you uh, want to buy. Like to me, I don't see any any unless Jack Campbell comes back and just lights it up. I don't see any way that uh, they're not. Um, going to have a buyout this summer and uh, he'll get 10 of the remaining uh what's well, actually 13.5 so he'll get uh, 67 percent of that that's what he's owed let's go in the room now brought to you by next gen transportation uh congrats to debo on making the national bobsleigh team good luck at the world cup events and the olympic qualifier so on nextgentransportation.com is Kevin Woodley from Ingold Magazine, NHL.com. Joins us, and uh, Woodley, there's, a, there's lots to discuss. I guess my first question for you, because a lot of people are wondering about um, Manny Legacy and, you know, coming in to work with Campbell for, like, how much of a difference can you make if, you, if you're there for a limited time? And what message, like, is this, you know, they're pulling out all the stops to try to get the guy comfortable. What do you make of this? It, it seems a little uh, out of out of normal um, protocol uh, for teams, especially when they got two goalie coaches. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, I think we don't hear about it. If it's happened, I certainly haven't heard about a lot. Now, irony is not that long ago um, when there weren't a goal, wasn't a goalie coach with every team. I know some guys who, for example, I know a Vancouver Canucks goalie coach 15 years ago who actually had in his contract he could work with guys in the Eastern Conference in season. Hmm. So um, we're a long ways from that. I haven't heard a lot. That said, like, I think a lot of it happens behind the scenes that guys do sort of talk to um, their off season coach uh, consultants that they work with during the season. We just don't hear that much about it. Obviously Jack's a pretty um, high profile guy right now, given the nature of his contract and where he is and the way the season has gone. I think this is probably just more about trying to make him comfortable. When I talked to him, when he was in Abbotsford uh, with the Condor shortly after being sent down, one of the, things like we went over the changes um that he felt he was working on with Manny and it was interesting because one of the things he he went out of his way to point out to me was that he had only worked with him for a short period of time after moving back to Michigan in August so he was sort of being clear like this wasn't a long long standing thing and the change he made was sort of in Jack's words ass up which is to sort of get taller in the thighs and and make sure your posture is high through your legs and that does a couple things one Moving around the crease, it creates shorter, quicker movements, more powerful pushes. But even when you're down on your knees recovering, if you think about if we sit down and let our butt sink, it becomes a lot more work to rotate and push laterally. So there's a lot of 
there's a lot of biomechanics that go into having your ass up. And yet I look back at his game late last season and I don't feel like that's something that's a massive change. Um, you know, I know some of the things that he was working on with Dustin Schwartz, for example, that led to the success in the playoffs that were, I think, a part of what happened early this season, too. So I kind of look at it more like just, hey, whatever this guy needs to be comfortable, he figures a visit from a guy that he's quickly built some trust in and Manny Legacy will help. You do it. And I applaud them as irregular as it is for giving him the opportunity to do it rather than just forbidding it. Because I do think there's a lot more than we know of guys will talk with their offseason consultants. Having them on the ice is definitely a, a step further than we're used to. Um, but if you're comfortable with it and you think it'll help him sort of be more comfortable himself, then why not? Yeah, I, well, at, at this point, you got to try everything, right? Like, I, I think you're pulling out all the stops, Kevin, because uh, you've got $5 million invested in a guy that's virtually untradeable during the season, right? Like, Edmonton, I just don't feel they're in the situation where they want to give up as much as it would cost for a team to take his remaining contract. I, I just think it's, it's, it's too much. Uh, to, to get a team to do it. So you're better off to bite the bullet, try to salvage it during the season, and then you uh, you look at maybe a, a buyout uh, uh, later on. Um, you, you look at, uh, you know, Vegas comes in here. Well, they're in Calgary tonight, and then uh, Edmonton tomorrow. They're two goalies, a 932 save percentage for Hill, 922 for uh, for uh, for Logan uh, uh, Thompson. Now, uh, Thompson's last, um, you know, few starts have... Uh, uh, have pretty much all been losses, right? Uh, one in overtime, but four in a row. Are, are you seeing and, and But it's funny. He's lost those games because they're not getting any goals, right? Like he's lost with a 941. He's lost with a 933. So I, I saw people were like, oh, Thompson, all he does is lose. I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't He doesn't score goals. It's not his fault, right? So what do you make of the goaltending there? And do you think like how close of a battle is this between Thompson and Hill? And is there one well, that's would, more favorable for Edmonton to face? Well, I would say, I was going to say like, I haven't seen who's starting tonight because I've been at the rink all day with the Canucks and, and the Ducks in town, obviously looking their wounds, a lot of teaching going on with Anaheim's practice today after what the Oilers did to them last night. Um, so I don't see, I didn't see who was starting tonight. My hunch was going to be that Logan Thompson would get the start tonight in Calgary because Logan Thompson, like there's, there's history there right down to his pads. I saw a good story by Jesse Granger today. His pads are, are a replica or a digital graphic. That's an old throwback uh, to an old Bauer graphic. I didn't realize it at the time, but Jesse's story pointed out that it's because he grew up a Mika Kiprasov fan. So that's home for him. Um, and Daily, just, just so you know, Kev, Daily Faceoff has Hill as the likely starter. Okay, so so that is, I was just going to say, that is a bit of a break, um, you know, for the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night. Because Logan Thompson's actually been really good. I didn't realize he'd lost four in a row. His adjusted numbers are still top 20 in the league. But Aiden Hill has picked up right where he left off last season. And for the longest time, the two of them were sort of going toe-to-toe. -to -toe, but in the last little while, Hill's maintained that sort of adjusted save percentage that, like, Logan Thompson is top 20 at, like, plus 1.9%. Aiden Hill's plus 3.4. Like, he is full value. That's roughly where he was last season in the playoffs. As much as that team defended well and they had a structure that suited his game, and we talked about it throughout the postseason, he's also done his job behind that and outplayed the environment. Um, the only sort of regular starter that's got better numbers than Aiden Hill right now is Thatcher Demko an adjusted save percentage. Like he's in that category amongst NHL starters right now. And it's, it's amazing to me. Like there's a guy that bounced around for a long time. You got him for a fourth round pick. And yes, part of it is his style fitting the strength of this system defensively, but it's amazing what the confidence of a cup win can do for you. You think of what Matt Murray did after the first one and, and repeating the next year. And it appears that Aiden Hill, 
you know, how much of it, and I want to talk to him about this when he gets here later in the week, but how much of it is, you know, just his comfort level behind this team and how much of it is that confidence he's playing did last year in the playoffs and is again this year, like one of the best goaltenders in the national hockey league. So um, it's not a slight at all on Logan Thompson to say they're getting a break that if it's not Aiden Hill tomorrow night. Kevin Woodley from uh, Ingle Magazine and NHL.com joins us. Uh, the order shot a lot stick side on Dostal last night, Kev. Um, you know, maybe now the Nugent Hopkins breakaway, it's like the goalie almost lost his net. I don't know if you saw the end zone play from that, but man, he gave up that whole side. Um, I know scouting reports can be in depth on guys, but when I, when I see that many shots going in on that side, how do you, how do you fix that area of weakness? If you're the goalie coach? Well, it's interesting. I, I, I hadn't really gone to school on it, to be honest with you, Jason, I watched a game last night. Um, and I didn't, I missed that replay. So I, I actually got to go back and look yeah. at it and see how much he was off. Cause I was talking with Lucas this morning and obviously a tough night for him. Listen, I feel like in the moment you're just looking for space. So if you luck up and do see a guy who's off angle, um, I think we're past the days. And I don't think of Lucas as one of those old school guys who's actually going to bait a shooter like yeah. that. Um, I think you're just taking what, what, what they give you that said, and I've talked about this before and, and in the playoffs, especially, I think they've got a goalie coach who does a really nice job. Uh, and in the playoffs, for sure, I know has found them goals based on his breakdowns of, of the opposing goaltender. So I would be curious to see whether that was in the scouting report that Dustin Schwartz delivered uh, ahead of the Ducks game. And we've talked about it before. When it's one of 82, I find guys don't all pay that much attention to it the way they would yeah. when it's a best of seven series and it's the same guy. But maybe there were that combination of sort of seeing space there and knowing that last thing in your mind when you went through the the video before the game is, hey, like, if we've got an open look, let's go blocker instead of glove. If that indeed was a scouting report and, and it comes to fruition, like, like that's just that just bodes well for confidence in both paying attention to the scouting report in the future. And, and like I've said, you know, I know in the past, like I know for sure they've found goals uh, based on on the way Dustin breaks down other goaltenders. And maybe that's an example of it last night in terms of a goalie coach trying to fix it. I uh, didn't notice anything in particular today with Dostal out there. Um, you know, but if you're in this league, if you're off center, uh, we talk about being set, being square. If you're not square, you're not in the middle, uh, man, that's an uphill battle. And I like Lucas's game. Um, most nights, I think he's, I think he's a good goaltender. He's got a bright future, uh, but it's a game that to me is about being precise, fundamentally sound. Uh, and to hear, you know, if that was what was happening the other night, I, I'm both surprised by it and won't be surprised to see him get it sorted out really quickly. I could see a guy like Gibby, like John Gibson, mm -hmm. giving you a little, taking a little way. There's yeah. a little uniqueness to the way he plays, but that's not the strength of Lucas Dostel, and that's not how I would expect him to play. What's your, what's been your thoughts? Have you looked into Buffalo's goalies at all? Um, you know what? Uh, lots of young guys there. And that was my one concern about Buffalo. A, their team defense isn't great yet. But, no, it's not. you know, when when you've got all young goalies, Kev, like, you know what? I, I keep hearing from so many people about the importance of having a – you could have your goalie coach great, but there's just something about having a veteran guy to help your young guys. They just see things. Now, I know Eric Comrie's been around a lot, but he's not necessarily that proven. And, you know, Pekka Lukanen has decent numbers, like significantly better than Devin Levi and Eric Comrie. Those guys are like 876, and uh, uh, Lukanen's uh, 914. Do you think Buffalo, should they start riding him more? What do you make of how they've been splitting up their goaltending thus far? Well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to eat a little crow on this one. Um, 
Uko Pekalukanen has been their best goaltender this season. And I didn't see that coming, Jason. Like to me, out of those three, he was the one I thought was least likely to have this success. And so good for him for, you know, basically telling me to go fly with that one. Uh, you know, he's 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 28th in the NHL and adjusted save percentage and the best of the bunch. Interesting to me, and I, I can't quite figure it out. Listen, Devin Levi has struggled. This is not where the expectations were for him. Uh, I know a lot of the attention was on development pass and you need time in the American Hockey League and to get those reps. And, I, you know, maybe I'm biased because I spent a little time with him in the summer and got to understand how he thinks the game and how he approaches the game. I thought he could be the guy that skips that step. Like yeah. that's how impressive he is in terms of that process or the way he approaches and thinks about the position. Um, so it's been a tough start. Let's see if he can sort it out without needing that time. You're right about the importance of a veteran. And I've had a lot of goalie coaches talk about that. They don't have that there. Yeah. Um, the, the only one caveat I'll give you on Comrie is he's actually not that. And we saw this last year. And so when you see it for two straight years, you know, you wonder a little bit, is there something in the water here in terms of how a team plays in front of certain guys? But for the second straight year, he's got one of the lowest expected save percentages in the NHL. And so it's just a really tough environment. They're giving up. They're not a great defensive team, but they give up more when he's in net. He's at 869 expected, and his adjusted numbers, Jason, are actually just 0.3 behind UPL. So where mm. UPL is 28th, Comrie 32nd, but you won't see that in the raw numbers because the environment is so different. It's, mm. After two straight years of that, though, you, you start to wonder what gives here. Like, why are they? Is it the starts he's getting? It could be as simple as that in a small sample size. Um, you know, last year was he got all the starts when they were missing personnel in the back end and they're not a very structured defensive team. They rely on individual skill to make up for a lack of structured support from all five guys until they get to that. I think that's a bit of going to be a tough, tough situation for any goaltender, but it's really interesting to sort of see those numbers on Comrie. He hasn't been as bad as the Ross suggests. Okay. Uh, interesting. He did face the devils twice and the Islanders and Montreal. So, you know, so not- early. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at the his five starts and, and who he's faced this year. So I was just kind of curious about that. And uh, I think it's something that they're going to have to adjust in the offseason. I think they got to look out to, to make a move and, and bring in a veteran goaltender there. So um, we'll be seeing uh, how it goes. Lastly, uh, Kev, the the Calgary Flames goaltender situation. What, what did you make of Wolf? I know I didn't play a lot, but uh, what, where are you at on, on what they're going to do and what they should potentially do with their goaltending? Yeah, this one, that's another one that, you know, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to have the answers. They're going to have to find breaks for Jacob Markstrom, who has been exceptional. Um, we talked about, you know, I remember you asked me, it might have been about a month ago about, you know, you know, raw numbers being deceiving. I don't know what the raw numbers say where Jacob Markstrom is. I'm assuming he's well above 900 now uh, compared to when we had that conversation, but he's top 10 in adjusted save percentage. Those those levels that we talked, I talked about Demko and Hill being at, he is not far behind right there with Jeremy Swayman. He has had a heck of a start to the season with an 861 expected. So most people probably don't even realize it. And again, I'm surprised how tough that environment has been for him. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The problem now is you got to get him some rest. Who do you start when he's not in net? Vladar, yeah. if I remember correctly, his last start wasn't bad, but he didn't start the season great. His numbers aren't great. Wolf's been exceptional for so long. What I would have liked to have seen them do when they called him up, when they gave Markstrom a rest, there were back-to-back games. Yeah, I get Vladar's earned the right to have the first start. I would have liked to have seen what Wolf would have done the first night instead of giving him, you know, what his sort of status would indicate. You're you're the backup, so you get the second half of back-to-backs, and you play behind a tired team. And you know, he didn't have a great outing. I would have liked to have seen him behind a more rested Flames team and, and see if he could give them more than Vladar's given them so far. Until you see it from him in the NHL for more than a couple of starts, it's really hard to say he's better and yeah. he gives you a better chance to win. But with Vladar's struggles early this season and the way he's played in the American hockey for the last two, like that's the temptation is to say, man, they got to make a switch here. They can't afford to give away wins when Markstrom's not in the net. They need a higher level and Wolf gives you your best chance. At the same time, Wolf's still learning at the NHL level. So maybe he isn't ready. I don't have the answers. I know where the upside is pedigree wise. Uh, and that's with Dustin Wolf. I'll be curious to see how long they continue with Vladar in those nights where they can't start Jacob Markstrom. Because maybe it's not fair to expect either one of them to deliver what Jacob's giving to you. But they're going to need more than what they've gotten out of that backup spot so far. Kev, awesome stuff as always, man. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Thanks, Jason. That's Kevin Woodley from Ingo Magazine and NHL.com. It's in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. 544. Uh, the con man is in St. Albert tonight. Uh, the South location for the uh, the brew house trust me come in he will share a pint well not share one but uh, he'll need one because his chargers stink and uh, he'll get you one so uh stop in tonight south side or north end cons south side of south, st albert south yep. side uh right by the superstore for uh, anybody uh coming in so uh south side uh brew house tonight uh the command for monday night football the bears and the vikings Important game for the Vikes. And, hey, important game for the Bears if you're thinking about the draft. We'll come back, wrap things up. On Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube. Continue on Monday afternoon. Now, Orders off today. I guess when you win 8-2, you get a day off. No, I'm kidding. It was obviously a pre-planned. So a day off today. They will play Vegas tomorrow. 
then uh, skate and fly to Winnipeg on Wednesday. They take on the Jets Thursday. Then they're off Friday and Saturday. And then we'll have uh, three days of practice before they start a six-game homestand, which begins against the Carolina Hurricanes next Wednesday. Uh, lots of texts to get to in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Uh, hey, Greg, are you doing a month of giving again? Uh, my wife and I would love to donate from uh, Rob. Uh, yes, Rob, uh, month of giving begins on Friday. And uh, we will have 16 on-air days for uh, month of giving this year, which is uh, fantastic. And uh, we have a few new packages. Uh, I'll outline them, and uh, each week, uh, probably on the Thursday before the next week, uh, we'll put them up at jasongregor.com so you can see them there. They'll also be up at sports1440.ca. And uh, you can see everything that uh, you'll be able to, uh, to bid on. We have... Um, dinners we have some nights out we have uh man we have a sick package uh well we've lots of sick packages this year but there's one we've never had before it's massive uh we have a uh, for all of our farmers we got another farm package from uh, ryan dennis i love that so uh represent uh, our farmers specifically uh all of you who have a uh, canola so um a little bit maybe more specific uh this year but still um if you're uh you know anybody who's out in the uh, farm you'll probably want to be interested in this uh, especially for the uh, the big farmers. We have, um, as I mentioned, uh, dinners, uh, some golf stuff, um, just some stuff that's necessary for your home or your uh, if your cabin, if you have one. So we have all that, and it will begin on Monday. Uh, early scores in the NHL, games that uh, really matter for the orders. I know it's crazy to think about playoffs already, but, hey, when uh, you're as deep in the uh, muck as the orders are after 7-12-1 first quarter of the season, they got to get rolling. And uh, the uh, Golden Knights are taking on the Flames tonight. That's really the only game with any sort of uh, implications in the uh, in the West for the Empton Orders. You do you cheer for Vegas? I guess in theory, because Calgary's ahead of you and Vegas is way ahead of you. Or do you cheer for Calgary to try to uh, maybe wear down Vegas a little bit? I guess you can have both. Have Calgary wear them down and Vegas win. I guess that can happen. Um, uh, late game has the Sharks hosting Washington tonight. Uh, early games, Sam Reinhardt at his 14th of the season. They lead 1-0 to Florida over the uh, Senators. Sabres, uh, Paterka has his ninth. They lead the Rangers 1-0 midway through the first. And uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, Warrenkoff has his fourth. And they're up on the Boston Bruins 1-0. So uh, even the top teams uh, having a little bit of uh, losses lately, uh, which uh, which happens. That's how it goes. Um few other ones. Hey, guys, uh, it's interesting how uh, people think suddenly the orders are back after two wins. Where do you stand? Well, I think their offense is back for sure. McDavid, Drysdale, the orders are a good team. As I said before, until I see them committed for probably six weeks to two months defensively, I can't say that they're back. But I crunched all the numbers. And it's funny and it's odd that in each of the last three years, the Edmonton Oilers had a stretch of 15 to 20 games like they've had now where they were not good defensively, averaging four goals a game, 3.7, 3.6, right around where they are. And then they recovered, and all of a sudden their defense was good for 40 games or better, I should say, right? Finishing like top eight over the final 50 games, right? Top 10 over the final 60 games. So they, they've proven they can do it. Sadly, they've also proven that they have those long stretches where they're just not very good defensively. And they can't afford another one this year. They just can't. 
So they'll have another game, trust me. There'll be a game where the text line will be fired up and people will be fired up. Get rid of this guy. He's brutal. It'll happen. But the orders are hoping that those will be minimized uh, down the stretch. That's going to be the key. Hey, boys, chime in on martial arts movie. Chris Farley, Beverly Hills Ninja, or Kung Fu Panda from Darcy. I like a lot of people uh, chiming in. Farley was a classic, man. Are you kidding me? He was just a funny dude. Even if the plot and stuff was meh, Farley always made a movie at least enjoyable, which was, uh, which is nice to see. On behalf of Connor Halley, Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you missed any interviews, go to uh, jasongreger.com. They are right there. Of course, anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to the show. We will set up the Oilers and Vegas tomorrow. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Here is Declan Kruger in a Sports 1440 update brought to you by... Legacy Heating and Cooling, home to no payments, no interest for one full year. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. This is a Sports 1440 update. And one last time from us on behalf of Connor Halley, this is Declan Kruger with your Sports 1440 update. News coming down out of, out of the NHL as Minnesota Wild have fired head coach Dave Evison and assistant coach Bob Woods. Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravelli reports former Devils and Predators coach John Hines will be taking over. Scores around the league right now. It's the Panthers up 1-0 over the Senators at the end of the first. Sabres up 1-0 on the Rangers at the end of the, end of the first. And the Blue Jackets over the Bruins 1-0 also at the end of the first period. Later today in the league, it's the Lightning and Avalanche at 7, Golden Knights and Flames at 7.30, and finally the Capitals and Sharks at 8.30. NBA scores around the league. The Wizards lead the Pistons 51-49 with just under four minutes to go in the second quarter. Trailblazers up by five on the Pacers in the second, and the Lakers down big by 22 to the Philadelphia 76ers. That one with two minutes to go until halftime. NFL news is Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper fired head coach Frank Reich earlier today. Reich was 1-10 this year, including an 0-6 mark on the road. WHL action, just one game. Everett Silvertips in Prince George taking on the Cougars. Puck drop for that one just after 8. And Week 12 in the NFL wraps up tonight with the Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears. You can join Connor Halley at the St. Albert South Canadian Brewhouse for that one. Carius and Douglas back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Fox Sports Radio coming to you at 9 p.m. here on Sports 1440. That's going to do it for us today. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been a Sports 1440 update. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.